The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's Youth Council is suggesting it's time to change a policy and allow drinking in designated picnic sites in the city. The Youth Council will make a recommendation at the Community and Public Services Committee meeting on Wednesday, and it's urging the city to make the change. And one of the voices behind it is Thomas Banks. He joins us now. Hey, Thomas. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on this afternoon. Thomas, tell us about, for those who don't know, what is the City of Edmonton Youth Council? The City of Youth Council is an advisory committee to City Council uh, that represents youth 13 to 23. So it falls in with sort of um, committees like the Street Naming Commission or the Police Commission. These sorts of board agencies and, and, and commissions are all uh, grouped together and they provide advice to Council. All right. So um, tell me how this kind of came about. I believe it involved you having a glass of champagne in a park somewhere. <laughs> Well, around this time last year, I was um, having a picnic at Porlock Park with some of my friends at which we had champagne. And it was mentioned to me by one of my friends that this was a violation of municipal bylaw of, uh, you know, that you're unlawfully consuming alcohol in a public place. And this got me thinking, um, what could be the reasonable grounds upon which to prohibit this sort of activity. So I investigated this issue and I looked into other precedents and I came to the conclusion that there was no reasonable basis upon which to prohibit this activity. And in fact, there was many reasons to allow for it, to provide for it. And that's what my report outlines the council. Okay, uh, there were, what were those reasons for then, Thomas? Right, well, we make um, four central claims, the first of which is that um, allowing for the public consumption of alcohol designated park picnic sites will make parks more inclusive and livable. So this will drive engagement um, at parks. This will allow more citizens to visit the parks for which they pay. The second claim we make is that this will extend individual responsibility and choice, that this is treating adults as adults. Okay, yeah. The third claim we make is that this will support uh, the potential for better health outcomes by normalizing uh, drinking and creating a healthy uh, drinking culture. Um, Our last and final point is that this change will help harmonize liquor consumption regulation with cannabis Mm. consumption regulation Mm. because you can smoke cannabis in a great deal many more places than you can consume liquor and yet they're both recreational substances so logically it would follow that uh, they would have to have similar um, prohibitions and where you can and cannot use them. Yeah, we're not looking we're not looking for you're not looking for a free-for-all like in let's say New Orleans where you can walk around drinks wherever (laughs) Vegas on the strips but hey, you know, that's a lot of fun too but you're looking for you know if you want to go to i don't know harlick park whatever it is and have a picnic and do and if you want to open a glass of bubbles or whatever it is that you can do so and be responsible about it and have a drink that's absolutely right this is a very narrow proposal that deals only with designated picnic sites in parks and it's important to note that this is not incentivizing uh drinking or, or bad behavior this is allowing people the opportunity to choose and be responsible and it's not as if a la- uh, instituting this change will result and condone uh, a bunch more public disturbances like public drunkenness or uttering threats, disorderly conduct. These things are already um, uh, unlawful according to Section 175 of the Criminal Code of Canada. So engaging in this behavior, trespassing upon others' right to use and enjoy the parts for which they pay is still something the city will, uh, will step in to resolve if it occurs. 
Do you believe uh, that there is an appetite for relaxed liquor laws outside of the Youth Council? You know, I certainly think there is, because the present government was elected in part on a mandate to loosen liquor laws, because this province has some of the most restrictive liquor laws in the developed world, mm. and I think that uh, they're uh, indeed, uh, as uh, Premier Kenny noted, some of them are are. are uh, artifacts of prohibition. Yeah, the war on fun. We're loosening, we're ending the war on fun. So, yeah, we've seen that the, the province is starting to move on, on this issue, and I know Calgary is looking at making uh, some changes as well. Have you been following what's been happening in Calgary? Certainly, yes. In fact, the, the reason this originally came to my attention was because the city of Calgary began investigating permitting uh, the public consumption of alcohol in their parks after a significant number of respondents um, in one of their bylaw review engagement suggestions volunteered this change. This wasn't the topic of conversation. These people in this engagement session said, we want this change. Um, and another very interesting uh, example is the city of Montreal, mm. uh, because they allow for the public consumption of alcohol in precisely the same manner as we're proposing here. So you know what, Thomas, if I remember correctly, you uh, you lived in Montreal before, didn't you? No, no, I didn't. Oh, okay, but you have you been to Montreal? I never have been. Okay, <laughs> no, it's interesting, because I, I just, I, I'm wondering if, um, you know, and that's part of it, I thought maybe that you had spent some time in, in, a, in a city that, um, that had these, and you saw it firsthand and how it worked. It just seems a little more civilized at times. Well, you know, I think you're right about that. And I have been um, to places where, um, to countries that allow for the public consumption of alcohol much more broadly, um, because there are many of these across the world. New Zealand, France, Singapore, Germany, Hong Kong, Japan, Switzerland, and England, and Wales mm-hmm. are all places that allow for the public consumption of alcohol yeah. more generally than just in parks. Mm. Someone just texted in, um, Thomas, saying, hey, Jay, it's Al texting. Is the Youth Council going to clean up the mess, the bottles, etc.? Well, um, you'll be happy to know that, in fact, I think we just uh, finished a litter uh, cleanup campaign um, (laughs) in one of the parks a few days ago. But um, littering is still uh, will be a fence under bylaw. But I think people will know from visiting any of our parks that there are many recycling slash trash bins. Mm -hmm. You you have to walk a few meters uh, to the nearest one oftentimes. So I don't expect that to be a problem, uh, but that can be evaluated on an ongoing basis by city administration. Uh, Do you know any of the numbers as far as, um, uh, you know, is unlawful consumption of alcohol? Is it a big problem in the city and city parks these days? That's a great question. No, right now, uh, this is not a problem the city is experiencing. And therefore, we could conclude that it's not likely to become a problem if they allow the public consumption of alcohol. So, for example, in 2018, the city issued 21 tickets across the whole city in relation to this violation, the public consumption of alcohol. Hmm. And in 2017, there were 32 tickets hmm. issued. So when you think about the size of Edmonton and then you look at that number of tickets, I think it's clear that this isn't an issue that's affecting uh, the people that's impeding their ability uh, to use the space, the green spaces which they pay. Yeah, I wonder, though, the number of bylaw enforcement officers out there and, you know, if, if those numbers wouldn't be just a little bit different but having said having said that i do believe that it it, it wouldn't be a free-for-all that people aren't going to you know as my dad always says there's a difference between scratching your butt and tearing a hunk out and i don't think that people are going to you know tear tear a hunk out uh necessarily you know if you want to go and have a nice picnic uh, someone just texted and say hey you know what i proposed to my girlfriend at harlock park under the guise of a picnic and yes of course we had champagne didn't care i mean it's happening as we speak it's already happening 
That's right. And in relation to your point about um, the enforcement of this law, I think that um, it's relevant that if people are getting tickets, it's likely that they would be causing a disturbance. Mm-hmm. So, it's, you know, they're not just going about, I think, trying to, you know, get the person who's going to be proposing mm-hmm. to his girlfriend or girlfriend to their boyfriend. Um, they're, they're responding, perhaps, to calls where there is a real problem. And that's conjecture on my part, uh, because that information is not logged by the bylaws. Yeah, but, and, and um, of course, yeah. not surprising on the text line, of course, so they're saying, okay, what about the drinking and driving rules out there? You know, with the impaired driving laws being what they are, if you have public consumption of alcohol in parks, you'll have police officers at the gate waiting to administer a breathalyzer. <laughs> well, um, I think that that's no more likely than you'll have police officers waiting at uh, the parking lot next to restaurants to administer <laughs> breathalyzers, because in both these places you can consume, hopefully in time, both these places you can consume alcohol responsibly, uh, and the punishment is no less. I think that um, it's a terrible thing to drink and drive, and I, I definitely wouldn't support uh, driving under the influence. Um, but I, I think that it's no more a risk than than having people leave restaurants and and taking them then. Thomas Banks is a member of the Edmonton Youth Council. Um, A couple more questions for you, Thomas. Do you think that this could lead to to other places deregulating as well? You know, I know right now you're just talking about, you know, the parks, the picnic areas. Do you think it could lead to, to more? Well, I can't. Uh, I can't say. I, I think that it's um, you know outside of Alberta. I mean, but certainly within Alberta, um, the city of Edmonton is, is, I think, a thought leader for the rest of this province. And the changes that we make here um, are looked upon by the other municipalities um, as good public policy. And I think that they might go about adopting them if we can show, um, as as many other nations across this world have, that there are not negative externalities mm. associated with allowing people a bit more freedom uh, to use the parks for which they pay. So this is going to be presented on Wednesday. What will happen after that, do you know? Yes, after that, um, it will be, uh, presuming it is uh, supported by the committee, um, it will be uh, up to the rest of council to confirm it um, and administration to actually implement it because we are not administrators. We are dealing with the the policy issue. So the city of staff will look um, at different parks and they will identify and designate uh, these spaces. And I can't say exactly how many parks will have these sites, but certainly the the main parks, the major parks um, that many Edmontonians are familiar, with which many Edmontonians are familiar, these places, I believe, will have park picnic sites in which people can consume alcohol. Are you hearing anything from any of the uh, city councillors about this? Well, I've, I've spoken to a few uh, over uh, the past few weeks, and I think that, um, that, that I anticipate having a favourable reception uh, to this proposal, because bearing in mind both the political climate of Alberta as manifest in Jason Kenney's election, you know, because he promised to loosen liquor laws, um, and the international precedents, I think that um, they can only give this uh, great consideration. I, I think there'll be favorable reception. Well, Thomas, you know what? Uh, thank you for taking the time to join me this afternoon. Thanks for your thoughts on this, and uh, thanks for being involved. I think that's really <laughs> important, and I think that's really cool. Good on you. Thank you for inviting me. That's, My pleasure. Take care now. That's Thomas Banks. He is a member of the Edmonton U. Youth Council and um, the Edmonton Youth Council suggesting it's time to change a policy and allow drinking in some designated picnic sites in the city. As I mentioned, that the, that council is going to make that recommendation at the Community and Public Services Committee meeting on Wednesday, urging the city to make the change. Uh, by the way, right now it is, of course.
course, as we've been talking about, illegal to drink alcohol in public places, including city parks. The fine is $115. If you want to find out more about the uh, City of Edmonton Youth Council, you can do so at ceyc.ca or just Google Edmonton Youth Council. It's a great website there. Lots of uh, information on there, and it looks like that they, they are looking for um, some applications for members as well. If you have someone in your life that you think might be interested in that. A whole bunch of your texts coming in this afternoon. Uh, let me know what you think about it. Do you think you should be able to go and maybe have a, a glass of wine with a picnic at a park? Let me know at 6.30, We'll continue the conversation after this. Okay, some of your texts coming in about maybe having a drink in the park. Uh, this is Terry Lynn. Terry Lynn says, uh, I agree with this guest. European guests to Canada refer to us as rather backwards when it comes to liquor laws, and rightly so in my belief. Have adults be adults. Public intoxication shouldn't be tolerated, and in response to the earlier text, obviously we should clean up after ourselves, just the same as we don't want to see cigarette butts, pop cans, and Tim Hortons cups scattered all over the parks. We don't want to see liquor bottles. Back to the point, I roll. This is uh, an intelligent, progressive, and overdue conversation. That's from Terry Lynn. The next text says, stupid idea. Okay. And then this one. Hey, Jay, I think in in theory, it's fine to be able to have a beer or a glass of wine in public place. The only problem is that you don't know. uh, The only problem is, you know, there will be idiots that don't put limits on it. And I don't fancy the idea of having to put up with drunk people in public places. The laws are already there because of those people that abuse their freedoms and ruin it for the rest of us. But you're already dealing with it all over the place. Doesn't matter if you're at a hockey game, if you're at a football game, wherever you are likely your kids football high school football game there's already people doing it and drinking it so what does it matter if you're going to a park on a sunday afternoon and having a picnic and want to have a glass of wine what's the big deal and i just have to say thank you to the great ched listener uh, who is it here? Uh, let me find it. Just sent me a message. Uh, Kyle on Facebook just sent me a picture uh, or a video of a kid trying to use to dial a number on a rotary phone. And they don't have a clue what to do. They don't even know where to put their... They don't know how to put their fingers in the hole. They're like just... They're moving it just tiny, teeny, tiny little bit. They don't know they have to go all the way around. Ha! Kids these days, eh? Oh, I've turned into an old lady. Uh, get off my lawn! No, it's cute. Um, and a number of you texting in said the worst thing about the rotary phone was the size. It was so hard to fit in your pocket. Ha ha, Steve from Edson. Uh, and the party lines. It wasn't only cabins. It was everyday houses. And uh, it was the only phone available in the 60s. We had one on the farm and all of our neighbors listened in to everybody. There was no privacy whatsoever.